The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Global News is now projecting a liberal minority government. And regardless of how you cast your ballot, ours is a team that will fight for all Canadians. For a sitting Prime Minister to get one-third of voting Canadians to support them, humility has to be front and centre and that reaching out to those provinces where he is very unpopular. And two Canadians in Alberta and Saskatchewan know that you are an essential part of our great country. I've heard your frustration and I want to be there to support you. Tonight, Conservatives have put Justin Trudeau on notice. And Mr. Trudeau, when your government falls, Conservatives will be ready and we will win. The country is progressive and the Conservatives are not. And my message tonight is that the strength of our democracy is not only measured by the ballots we cast, but also by how we move forward after they're counted. Nous revenons de loin. We've come a long Mais way back, but we'll go much further yet. It's the progressive side of the wing. It's the bloc. It's the NDP. It's the green support that is eating away, particularly Atlantic Canada. And that is Justin Trudeau's going to have to say, I really blew it with my progressive promises. And he's probably going to have to make some adjustments on that front. The introduction of Jagmeet Singh to many Canadians went very well. We're going to make sure that the energy that we built over this campaign and the focus that we put on people, on people's struggles, continues and so that we can play a constructive and positive role in the new parliament that Canadians have chosen. This is not necessarily automatically the worst thing for Canadians. It means that political parties are going to have to adopt in some circumstances a spirit of bipartisanship. I've seen firsthand that there is so much more that unites us than divides us. Canadians expect us all to focus on our our shared vision of a stronger Canada, and I intend to work hard to make that a reality. 207, Decision Canada coverage, it is the day after. And the final count, the Liberals 157 seats, the Tories 121, the Bloc Québécois 32 the NDP 24, and the Greens 3. Uh, one independent as well. Let's not forget Jody Wilson-Raybould. Uh, this makes it a liberal minority government, as you've heard, as you watched last night, and no liberal wins in Alberta or Saskatchewan, dominated by the Tories. We will tackle the issues this afternoon and hear from you as well. We will hear from Jason Kenney, the... Uh, Premier of Alberta expecting to make a statement in the legislature at 3 o'clock, then speak to media at 3.30. We'll carry that live right here on 6.30, Chad. But first, want to chat with Eric Adams, Professor Eric Adams, a legal expert from the University of Alberta. Professor Adams, welcome to the show. Great to be here. And now, first off, uh, a lot of ticked-off people in the prairies this morning. They aren't happy with the outcome. You recently wrote that a house divided could be a good thing for the country. How so? I think um, minority governments uh, can actually promote some policy objectives that um, the, the greater public might want. And, and I say that because no single party, in, in this case, the Liberal Party of Canada, isn't able to dictate the policy agenda. They've got to find partners. They might find those partners in the NDP. They might find them in the Conservatives. They might find them in the Bloc. And when that happens, I think um, 
the spirit of compromise is a bigger part of the House of Commons than it is under a majority government. So uh, possibly good for the country. What about Alberta, though? No uh, liberal representation here or in Saskatchewan, for that matter. Uh, We do have that one sole uh, NDP member in Edmonton Strathcona. I mean, if you're looking for a partner um, to deal with, uh, with, with issues specific to Alberta, to Saskatchewan, who is that partner? And, and could you see the Liberals and the Conservatives working together somehow? There's no question that is front and centre on the minds of the government this morning, that they've got a challenge, and it's a challenge that goes to the heart of the legitimacy of that government, which is without representation in either Alberta or Saskatchewan, um, how are they a national government? Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll have to think creatively about uh, how to deal with that deficit. And I'm sure they're um, considering a number of, of options. One might be, for example, to um, appoint a senator to the cabinet from Alberta. I'm sure they're looking at that possibility. Another might be to try and, and work with um, the opposition party, who obviously the conservatives have a uh, a foot, uh, not only uh, you know have a dominance in in the prairies, and to to try and see if if there's a willingness to to listen uh, more on on matters that uh, matter here, and, and and frankly the other the other possibility might just be that um, that they're not up to the task, mm. and that. Uh, and that we, re- we revisit this uh, <laughs> two or three or four years from now. Oh, gosh. Okay, so minority governments, as, as uh, you've mentioned, and we heard uh, my colleague Ryan Jesperson in that intro, um, you know, force parties to work together. You've said it can be disappointing f- for the parties who, who lost, who didn't win outright, but can be good for the public. Have we seen that in the past? When and where? Well, I think there's an argument when you look back at, at uh, remember, we had three minority governments in the, in the 2000s. So um, Paul Martin led a minority government, and then the first two um, Harper governments were minority governments before he achieved his uh, majority. And in all those cases, um, what we might remember is the, is the fighting um, and the politicking and the elbows up. Um, but there, were also, uh, there was also just the necessity that that the the parties that held the the government power had to sit down and and talk to other parties and and that just meant that there were compromises in in the budgetary measures there were compromises in how the governments um, achieved their their various policy aims and at the level of the this gets a little nitty gritty but at the level of the committees that do a lot of important parliamentary work the majority's not in charge of those either and so those committees can do actually constructive real work in getting to the bottom of, of problems that a majority government might actually want to uh, cover up if it has control of, of the of the committee agenda. So there can, again, be, I think, positives that emerge from this balancing of power. You, you talk about uh, some of the challenges in, in trying to find ways to work together. We, we heard from Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe saying uh, the election results confirm there's a fire of frustration burning in Western Canada. He's written a letter uh, to the Prime Minister. We have heard Jason Kenney saying that... Uh, um, you know he want, he's he's demanding um, a possibility possibility uh, you know a referendum on uh, equalization payments. He said that it would be very difficult to work with a liberal government moving forward. I mean, when you have that, I mean, those walls are up, and you can be you know he was out there campaigning for sheer as well. How do you how do you make nice around the big table? 
Well, it's, it's always been a challenge in Canadian federalism. So I think that's maybe an important point for us just to, to breathe deep and remember that um, there's there's been um, strong regional differences across Canada since it began. And we see those reflected um, in the West in this election, but this is not the first time that the, the West has been shut out of a national government. And if you look across the the country you see with you know the dominance of the bloc québécois and quebec um you know that's obviously poses a different set of challenges for for a national government and for a functional federalism so no prime minister ever gets an easy job they always know that they've got um strong opposition and that they'll have regions and provinces that will be fighting against that agenda so um you know obviously we're in a moment where the those challenges are are real and frustrations are high but i when i look over the long period of canadian history i see that as a big part of how canada has always been and we 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 function we find a way um it's not always an easy way and it's not always a painless way um, but I've got faith that uh, that's going to happen this time out, too. Well, you know what? There's a lot of folks out there that don't have that, that faith. I'm hearing from my text line, Professor Adams, and I think that there is some some concern, especially with, with a minority government, that um, the minority government would look to address the issues uh, of concern in regions where they believe that they could uh, maybe get some votes in, you know when when we go back to the to the to the to the polls here in uh, you know the next couple of years whenever that's going to be and when you look at that big swath of blue through Alberta and and Saskatchewan I think there's a lot of folks that think and they're just going to be ignored again for the next couple of years and I know that you say that we need to they, they need to find a way to to uh, to address that but I I know and I can just tell you by looking at my text line by listening to the radios all day uh today that there's a lot of people out there that just believe that's not going to happen yeah and you know again they may well be right they may they may be right that um a federation without representation by um members from from you know these 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 provinces is is just dysfunctional Uh, there's an argument to that although we also heard an argument that when the Conservatives were in power and they swept all of these seats that Alberta got taken for granted. <laughs> because what was the point of throwing goodies Alberta's way? They had those votes locked up mm-hmm. and they could actually focus their attention on places that they needed to gain support and so that their focus was Ontario and the 905 and Quebec. So, you know, there's, there's always an argument that um, something's uh, not working and there's no doubt in my mind that, 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 that this is a challenge that goes to the to the heart of the legitimacy of of this government and it's it's not a good thing to have a cabinet table where you look around the room and you don't see representatives from Alberta mm-hmm. um, that that's that may not be a solvable problem but i guarantee you that the liberal party of canada is thinking this morning what what do we do to to deal with this? Professor Eric Adams is a legal expert from the University of Alberta. I'm not sure, Eric, if this if you're um, the person asked this question to, and so I'm going to put you on the on the on the hot seat here. And if you can't, that's fine. But I'm getting a lot of texts coming in this afternoon asking about uh, proportional representation and how it right. works. Yep. Can you explain that? Uh, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot okay. about that. And maybe if you play that inspiring background music over what <laughs> I say, that, will, that would help. Um, ba- basically, what the, the, the issue with first-past-the-post uh, electoral system, that is, whoever gets the most votes uh, takes the seat and wins the election, is that that can distort the, the amount of seats that a party holds and the actual amount of 
popular support that they get. So you may get 30% of the popular vote, but your seat percentages are much higher than that. Maybe 40 or 50 or 60% of the seats um, can be obtained uh, the way that vote splits work. So proportional, represent, proportional representation, there are different models of it, but, but the basic theory is you should get the same number of seats as the percentage of a vote that you mm, receive. Okay. And so if you get 30% of the vote, you should get 30%, 30% of, of the seats. seats. That's the idea. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, you know that there's been uh, talk over the past number of months, the past number of years, and it certainly has heated up over the past 24 hours about uh, Alberta separating. Yeah. Oh, um, y- your thoughts on that and the legalities of that? Uh well, as, as, a, as a political rhetoric tool, obviously it has a, a, a lot of power behind it. I mean, I mean there, there's a reason that, um, that people take this language to that level because it gets attention, and um, it is obviously an indication of just how serious the levels of frustration are. I don't think there's any question about that. If you ask me as a constitutional lawyer what's the easy path to Alberta separation, it just simply it does not exist. It's not on the table. Um, there is, as, as, as Quebecers found out when the Quebec uh, separatist movement was at its height, um, unwinding this confederation, the pathway to the constitutional amendment that would need to take place in order to remove a province from the federation are so immense and numerous as to, as to really stop this movement in its legal tracks. Now, as a matter of politics, yeah, it's going to have some punch to it. As a matter of law, um, Alberta, uh, Albertans are going to be paying Canadian income taxes um, long into the future. There's, a, there's a, a number of people out there, and obviously they're not constitutional lawyers, who think that you can like click your heels together, wiggle your nose, wave your magic wand, and it would be done. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm surprised by those people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's it's probably an indication of uh, of an expression of of, of uh, you know anger and, and upsetness and and in some ways actually perhaps it's it's a it's a signal of of how much they care mm-hmm. about the federation. That's that sounds a bit ironic, but in a way that um, you know that, that that they feel so separate from the federation. This is this is the way that they're trying to express that desire to to come back into it. Um, Hard to know. So, Professor Adams, um, before I before I let you go, then if 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 you're saying separation would be incredibly incredibly hard, is there a way that Alberta can put and and I've heard it been described as as this today as Alberta first. Are there ways that we can make ourselves uh, stronger um, in the federation? Well, there's always an. I mean, look what's for, look what's Quebec. Well, look what Quebec has done, right? It's like they don't they don't care. They're doing what they want. Right. Well, I mean, a, a constitution is not uh, written in, in in stone that can't be changed. So, to the extent that there are changes in the constitution that can or should take place to rebalance uh, powers, then you know th- those are those are conversations that a country can have. Realistically, that's pretty difficult to come by as well, and I don't think that's in the near-term future. Probably what has more impact here is just at the level of everyday politics, yeah. of retail politics, and the strain that um, that the Federation is under when uh, parts of the country are not feeling represented or not feeling heard. Um, those tend to have, they can have impacts uh, at the level of... Um, more of the political culture, where, um, as strange as it sounds, it, it may be that the, 
the province of Alberta gets paid more attention to after this election than before it. What do you what do you see moving forward here in the next year, two years? It's uh, it's a little bit difficult to to completely see where this is all headed, but I think based on the seat counts from last night, people should uh, buckle in for a relatively stable liberal minority government that, um, if history is any guide, will exist uh, at least for a couple of years. Professor Eric Adams joining me this afternoon, a legal expert from the University of Alberta. Really appreciate your insight into this. I, I thank you for your time today. My pleasure.